It's the Go Gopher Podcast with Mike Grimm, episode number 29. I am Mike Grimm, voice of the Golden Gophers, and welcome back to the podcast. This week, our podcast originates from Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, Indiana, which is hosting Big Ten Football Media Days as we record this. It's the goal of every Big Ten football program to be on this very turf in December, playing in the Big Ten Championship game. The Golden Gophers have never played in the Big Ten Championship game, although they've knocked on the door a couple of times in recent years, they've not made it. University of Minnesota sixth-year senior John Michael Schmitz of Flossmore, Illinois, is here as a preseason candidate for the Remington Award, given to the nation's top center each year, as well as the Outland Trophy, given to the top interior lineman in the country. He's on the watch list for both honors, and he'll join us to talk about that, preview the gopher season, and tell us his incredible story of getting engaged the day after a bowl game victory in Phoenix in December. Our Go Gopher podcast is presented by alumni-owned Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you are a business founder planning to exit your business, start by contacting Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. Sunbelt serves more businesses up to $5 million in revenue than anyone, and True North M&A serves companies with revenues up to $150 million. Get a confidential, no-cost, no-obligation business valuation started today. Make the most of your life's work. Visit sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com today. Our podcast is also sponsored by State Farm Agent Tony Hoagland at champlininsurance.com. Tony's a big gopher football fan. We also invite you to subscribe to our podcast. You can go back and listen to Gopher Podcast of weeks gone by. Last week, for example, we heard from former gopher linebacker Mark Dusbabek, who's now a top rules official on the PGA Tour. I'd invite you to go back and have a listen to that. This week, it's Big Ten Football Media Day, and we have All-America candidate John Michael Schmitz, Golden Gopher Center. But first, a word from Tony. Hey, Gopher fans, this is your State Farm agent, Tony Hoagland. We are super excited to be part of the new Mike Grimm Show on Talk North. For the year of 2022, we will be donating $10 to the University of Minnesota Children's Masonics Hospital for everyone that calls our office or checks in with us online and mentions that they heard about us on Talk North and the Mike Grimm Show. We are really excited again that Mike came on board with Talk North. You can reach us at 763-421-4900. You can find us on the web at champlininsurance.com. Again, 763-421-4900 or find us on the web at champlininsurance.com. Roll the boat, Sky Yuma, go Gophers. It's the Go Gopher podcast. We are sitting here in chairs on the football field at Lucas Oil Stadium this week, the Big Ten Football Media Days. And uh, it's fun to have the podcast uh, starting from here, where in December, the Golden Gophers are hoping to play in a football game for the Big Ten Championship. And uh, obviously a lot of work to do between now and then. Uh, P.J. Fleck is here. He has already met with reporters. Uh, and uh, four of his players are here, including Tyler Newbin and Mariano Sorimarin on the defensive side, Tanner Morgan on the offensive side, the Gopher quarterback, and John Michael Schmitz, who is from Homewood Flossmore High School in the uh, Chicago area, uh, the uh, preseason All-America candidate, the Remington watch list, the Outland Trophy watch list. He is our guest on episode number 29 of the Go Gopher podcast. And uh, how about this setting? This is kind of cool, huh? Yeah, this is definitely cool. First uh, time being in uh, Indianapolis at this uh, Big Ten Media uh, event, and I'm um, definitely uh, grateful to be a part of this. Uh, yeah, and have you been in this stadium before to see any uh, game or anything? I was thinking back. I think I, I think I have been once 
Um, I believe they had a uh, NCAA like March Madness yeah. tournament here once. Yeah. yeah. And I went with my cousin, my brother, one time, and I want to say it was like back in high school. So you watched hoops here, but never football. No, no, yeah. never football. Yeah, cool. Well, obviously, you and your teammates are hoping uh, to get back here in December, which would mean you uh, would have won the West. You guys have been knocking on the door a couple of times in recent years. Um, you know, in terms of of knowing that there's work to be done, but also keeping an eye on the goal. Uh, you know, how, how do you guys handle that, knowing that this this is the place you want to be in December? Yeah, of course. I mean, we. We know what our vision is, uh, of course, uh, coming here in December um, and then uh, going and winning a national championship down the road and all that. Um, but it all comes with, uh, kinda, uh, it all came from um, at the end of the uh, 2021 season yeah. up until uh, uh, the season starting. And then basically our uh, thing this year was break the boring. So, I mean, we had a guys, a lot of guys returning from six year guys, fifth year guys for last season. And we've done this um, uh, many times, and we just got to keep changing our best each and every time, each and every day. We can't get bored with it, and we got to find creative ways to um, just to stay, uh, to uh, just stay. Uh, uh, kind of like uh, new to the uh, thing. Yeah, energized. Exactly. And is there some benefit as you do that um, that, yeah, we want to do that so in the whether it's in the weight room or captain's practices or you guys as an offensive line, even if there's not a football around, getting, uh, you know, some some chemistry and gelling with, with technique and, and, and those kind of things to also – just do some stuff that have nothing to do with football, whether it's, you know, go to movies or hang out with buddies or go fishing or whatever. I mean, what's the balance there in the off season? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, there is definitely that time you can uh, be able to spend outside of football, um, get with your teammates, get with the offensive line uh, that I would do. And uh, we would have like, uh, like a cookout. We would have like uh uh, go to like a guy's lake house. We would just do like uh, activities like that, just to bring the group together. Because, um, like, uh, uh, like Callie says, like a connected team, or like like Flex says, a connected team is a dangerous team. Right. And um, basically, with an offensive line, you need five playing as one, and it's uh, it's very hard to do if you're not connected. So, um, just making sure these young guys know, like. Uh, about each other and spend time with one another and love doing it so we know what we're working for when we get on that field. Yeah, and in terms of that, how do you build a chemistry? So let's start with last year, you know, you were around guys that had started oodles of games. I don't know what the number is, over 100, right? Yeah. Many of those guys, I mean, you know, Connor Olson has the most starts of anyone, you know, ever, I think, in, in for sure in the Big Ten and now maybe all of college football. And, you know, he was working alongside you and, you know, Blaze Andrews had been around for a long time and, uh, you know, the tackles had been around for a while as well. Sam Schluter forever and uh you know daniel faalele and then others now and some of those others are going to be guys that now will be lined up alongside you and and filling in so how do you go from being you know a, one in a group of guys that have been around forever and playing every down to one of a group of guys that has it's not a young group yeah. they've been around i think there's exactly. talent i think yeah. you'd agree with that but how do you then form uh, in a relatively short period of time to be ready september 1st to go block some people <laughs> exactly i mean like you said it's not a young group of guys they've been in the program for a while now um they've been waiting their turn patiently and they've been eager to get on the field um and 
Um, I felt like they took the right step this offseason in preparing themselves. Uh, I give all the credit to uh, Coach Kelly to by developing those guys and uh, making this uh, unit uh, even stronger than it is. Um, to connect with uh, one another, I feel like you have to get on a personal level um, and know more about each other because sometimes, uh, I mean, most of the time people, like teams will just like, all they do is hang out like at the facility and stuff. And I mean, if you want to win games, you're going to have to uh, know each other outside of football. Like, what do we like to do? Like, um, find similar activities um, and uh, just know more about, uh, just more about the person on a personal level, mm -hmm. I would say. Strategically, uh, schematically, um, what things can you do right now in 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 the summer yeah. to you know because maybe you line up against some 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 of your teammates and yeah. it, maybe it's a walkthrough. Maybe I don't know. Maybe you put pads on. You tell <laughs> me. Um, but what do you do now? Is there strategically or systematically things you can that you have been doing here the past six or eight weeks to to try to build that chemistry so you know oh this guy's going here I'm going here I feel him on my hip all those things you know yeah no I mean just teaching these young guys. Um, uh, how to watch film and mm -hmm. what I see when watching film or like what Callie taught me to how to watch film and kind of relay, relaying the message down the line and how we got to communicate on the line and um, why we run this play and what it's set up for down the road and just something like that. So, I mean, uh, basically just we want to see uh, basically five – we want to look into one eye. So, basically yeah. – Everyone's seeing the same thing. That's yeah. what's what Callahan likes to say. <laughs> no doubt, and and sometimes it's five, sometimes it's six, exactly. sometimes it's seven. I think you had one eight man formation, <laughs> right? Was that forget who that was? Was that Wisconsin? That was Wisconsin. Yeah, yep. it was crazy, and yeah. and they were all on one side. I think Brevin was the only guy on the left. Brevin right? was on this side and the left, and everyone else was on seven. your right. Yep. Yep. Did, now, how often had you guys practiced that formation? Just uh, leading into was that a special for that week, or was that? Yeah, it was something? a couple times. Uh, uh, in the season we practice for, but not much. No. Yeah. So you guys break the huddle, um, and then obviously <laughs> your your job is to also point out, you know, to your teammates. Um, I suppose that's even a different tactic when they're all to your right. But um, could you see? Did the were or hear? Were they confused as to what was whole, how they were yeah, trying to line up? To? Yeah, they didn't. Uh, they were struggling a little bit because we hit it a little bit. I mean, they saw we brought in the heavier bodies and uh, yeah, coming in and stuff. But. Uh, um, I think I think they did take a timeout or they may I, have. Yeah. I don't. I'm not sure. But if they didn't, I know they were scrambling, trying to figure out who to like, where to plug in, and uh, yeah. try to stop this thing. <laughs> and you got a touchdown out exactly. of it uh, against yeah. the Badgers, which was great. You guys won the axe, and we'll talk about that here. In fact, I got to write that down. We got to talk about <laughs> the axe. Yeah. Um, and, and now. I want to ask you about some specific guys as we, you know, we mentioned the guys that uh, we, you played with for a number of years. Um, coming back, there's guys with experience, not a lot of starting experience. Some of these guys do. Axel, you know, started basically most of the 2020 season. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, the, yeah, the 2020, 2020 season. Yep. Uh, played a lot last year, even was a fullback some last year. Um, <laughs> he's going to have a great chance uh, if he's not starting. He's going to play, I would assume, strong guy. Um, and, and you guys have some of that chemistry, I'd assume, just based yeah. on uh, the number of reps so what can you tell me about him and his progress and what you're expecting from him axel's a great guy i mean he's definitely a guy that uh is not a like speaker like uh he doesn't like uh speaking up and stuff but he'll he'll uh he's a very good hard worker um he just goes to work and he's a workhorse basically 
and we kind of we had this uh, we we described him as like a siphon <laughs> because he would like uh, siphon the energy out of us and like uh, in the season and like help us down the way and then uh, he's definitely a great uh, great player great person I was actually uh, his roommate for three years I want to say wow. yeah so three years we were roommates and then uh, yeah so unbelievable person I, I definitely respect him and uh, yeah. Nathan Bow, a kid, also another Minnesotan. Uh, there was, you know, some Minnesotans here. Um, he's a guy who's played center. He's played some guard. Uh, he kind of played, I think, in some of those formations as even a tackle as this extra guy on the on the outside or or close to it. Um, and he's a guy that's played a lot of football, a couple of starts. Um, uh, to tell me about what you know of Nathan Bow and what he might be able to contribute here. Yeah. So Nathan is a Minnesota boy. Um, he. Uh, he will dye the maroon and gold. <laughs> so he will leave it all up on the all out on the field, uh, every single rep. And uh, he's nothing but. He brings energy. He brings like what we described the how, yeah. all the time. And he's uh, he's an even better person. Yeah, great guy, smart kid too. I coached him. Yeah, in youth youth baseball way back no, when. No kidding. <laughs> and I because um, his son or my son and 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 Nathan are classmates. They both went to Lakeville North, and so when this was like. House ball, like like six, seven, eight years old. Oh yeah. And he now, uh, you know, he was trying not to hurt my feelings all these years. And I talked to him last year about it, and he's like, "Yeah, you were a great coach. You uh, you you maybe not want to play baseball anymore." I'm like, "That's great." Well, see, I knew oh, I could thanks, see he's going to be a football coach or a football player, and off he goes. Um, <laughs> Ariante Ursery. I mean, that's a guy we've watched now a couple years in practice, and you know, I I, I think I know a little about just watching. And when I see him walk out of the locker room and onto the field i'm like that guy looks like he can be a player so yeah. now the question i pose to you and i see him in, in workouts of course, and yeah. drills it looks good i mean um he's got some potential it looks like to me yeah i mean you've heard of this off season with uh cali fleck and myself like just uh praising him and stuff and uh just the player he he will become um he has a lot of talent um he definitely has a great attitude with this um, he just has to continue to change his best each and every day and just can't get complacent with uh, uh, where he's at and just got to keep getting better. He's going to grow a lot this season, and he's already grown a lot this uh, off season. And I'm definitely excited for yeah. him and uh, definitely see his uh, – he, he, he will definitely have a big impact this uh, fall. Well, and you think about the offensive line. Obviously, the center is kind of the quarterback of that group, and I'm going to ask you later, you know, what kind of things you're looking for uh, as you, you know, hover over the ball and, and, and bark some signals. But that said, that left tackle spot, uh, particularly, you know, if it's a right-handed quarterback, is protecting that blind side, as the old cliche goes. So it's an important position. He's likely, I mean, he's likely that left tackle, I would think, and uh, that's an important spot for him. So a young guy, I shouldn't say young, just a guy that hasn't had his chance yet because that that spot had been locked down by a veteran. Um, It's an important spot in the line. Yeah, no, it is. It is. uh, All spots are important in the line, I would say, because... You can't run the ball if one person's not doing his job, right. but um, like it's not like a uh, another position. If you do mess up, it could not be like uh, as fatal as an offensive line. Like uh, it could be just one play, and you just uh, uh, just make that mistake. But um, 
I'm excited about Ariante. Um, I'm I'm very excited and uh, see his potential this uh, this fall. Another guy that um, has had a chance. He's gotten a start. Um, another a fellow Illinoisan, uh, JJ Gaday. Unfortunately, he didn't get a chance much in spring because of uh, some injury yeah. and and recovery. But uh, what about JJ Gaday? What kind of factor can he be? Do you think this fall? Yeah, no, I feel like he can be a uh, he 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 is a great person. He's a uh, uh, even better player. He is good. Um, he, uh, I, I feel like he'll have a good Im- impact this fall with us. Um, it's going to be a uh, eventful uh, season, and I'm definitely excited for it. JJ is uh, a workhorse as well. He's so eager to get on that field and play f- play uh, for this team and put his uh, basically body on the line for him, body on the line for us, mm-hmm. and. Um, He's just uh, he just has a great attitude all the time. I'm sure all these guys are chomping at the bit. You know the the they COVID are. the COVID year the extra year, you know really kind of pushed their development or at least their playing time back a year because there was so much experience with those guys coming back. So the one the fact that they stuck it out because with the portal and everything else they probably could have gone somewhere and played last year, right? And yeah. they said no, we're gonna stick it out. And I think the good news is that it, it, it has created some depth. So we you know we've mentioned these guys. So that that's a group of players. And then the coaching staff has added and. There's others, and I, 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 I hate, you know, I hate it that we can't, you know, we be here for a long time. Forever to, to, talking about know, everyone. Talking yeah. about everybody, but there's others. You know, Martez Lewis, and you may have some others that I think about that come out there. Yeah. But the, the coaching staff also added to transfer guys. And so I have a kind of a double-part uh, question on that. Um, right. I know Chuck Filiaga, I believe, is that how you pronounce his yes. last name? Yes. Um, he did spend the spring workouts with you guys yeah. and lined up next to you quite often, it seemed to me, when watching at yeah. right guard and uh, looked like a strong guy has starting experience not just in the Big Ten but at Michigan the team yeah. that you know was was really good um, what can you tell us about Chuck and how much of an impact he may uh, be able to have on this on this group up front Chuck is a very physical player I uh, I'm very excited uh, for him this season and see what he'll uh, do for us um, I feel like he can have a great impact for us on the O-line and be a, he, he's already a part of us I yeah. mean right away we knew he would fit in just because of his attitude and just his demeanor uh just coming into uh um right away in workouts and in meetings and stuff and um yeah i feel like uh he needed uh he he i mean as a veteran guy transferring you kind of understand all the offenses and stuff it's just just a little different terminology and stuff like that and understand a little bit different concepts here and there but um, I feel like Chuck did a great job uh, this spring at asking questions uh, and um, being a, like a gnat right in uh, yeah. Coach Kelly's uh, ear all the time. And um, I feel like he's uh, going to uh, surprise a lot of people this uh, fall. All right. And then the other one was Quinn Carroll, who did not uh, come uh, in time to get to, May, uh, to, yeah. to spring. He got there a little bit after spring practice, yeah. stayed to finish the schoolwork, I think, at Notre Dame. He's a Notre Dame transfer. Um, it, it had some, I think, injury issues and uh, didn't get a lot of chance to play there. Another Minnesotan who's kind of come back. His dad was a gopher, yeah. and so it's a, now becomes a legacy. Um, uh, and so I guess you can't, I can't ask you about the spring situation, but how is he now melded in? And what yeah. do you see from him, whether it be in the weight room or these workouts uh, here in the summer that you guys are going through yeah no he like just like chuck like he fit in right away with our guys uh just helping uh uh lead this group and stuff like that he's doing a great job understanding all the concepts um all the plays and stuff like that understanding our mentality we have up front 
uh, the toughness we bring, the nastiness we bring, and he's uh, definitely uh, developing into a great player. Um, I'm definitely excited for him because it's going to be a, a whole lot, of, a whole lot of competition coming this fall, and uh, um, I'm excited. Yeah, I, am. I mean these guys. You think about that we mentioned when you throw you in with the, with all these preseason watch list and awards, and then you've got what six other guys, and you guys do play six and seven sometimes, and you might need that because as you know, it's a it's a physical yeah. game, and um, so I think there's some some optimism there that that. If, if from the outside you look and you lost 100 plus starts or 200 or 300 whatever it was um, and now not as many but you got you got some potential there, there there's no doubt about that when the transfers come in I have, I have a philosophical question too because uh, some of these other guys you know the Bows and the Rushmeyers and some of these guys you've gone to war with in practice and they're your buddies now and now now two guys are coming in that that are now deciding to come in you know mid-year or, or after yeah. the season um, and they want to be part of the team too but is it how, how is that dynamic that transition because it always doesn't work right yeah. transfers don't always work and of course just like sometimes freshmen don't always work yeah. they might move uh, out, you know on as well at some point but um, how, how is that to know that okay I've, I've been to war with this guy for four years but now this guy's oh, coming this guy's to transfer coming in, and yeah. they're going to battle to start and um, how does that all meld in for team chemistry and how, how is that maybe at times a bit of a tap dance to make sure that everyone understands you know at the end of the day i guess the goal is to win football games but yeah. there's also more to it than that yeah at the end of the day like the best the best five are gonna play and then maybe best five or i mean six seven sometimes so right. um because we put out heavy sets like that but um we always have a saying like you don't want to compete against each other you want to uh, compete with each other so helping each other out down the way like if you're competing for that position you're not going to be like a like um like should I say, like a, um, like help the guy out, like if uh, if if he's having a hard day and stuff like that, like be there for the guy, and um, just just having just knowing you have each other's back at the end of the day, like you guys are teammates. I was thinking when I think back to when you started to play and then started to start, um, even then I suppose there's that, like, so Connor, I think if memory serves, was the center and Blaze was there and Curtis yeah. was there, Curtis Dunlap. And then the coaches at some point just said, man, this guy's playing. You said, as you mentioned, the best five got to play. And then you guys kind of got in on a little rotation. Yeah. Um, and I, I think just observing maybe in a weird way it helped because you'd get a series to, hey, I'm fresh now. I'm going to go back <laughs> in. I'm sure you all wanted to play every down, but it, yeah. it, it works. So how did that dynamic work, too, that, that um, you know, here's here's John Michael Schmitz. <laughs> you know, he's not starting. Then all of a sudden the coach are like, dude, this guy's mauling people. we got to get him out there. So, But we got other good players, and then this rotation yeah. works, and the next thing you know, you guys are winning the Outback Bowl, right? I mean, <laughs> exactly. how, how, how did that all unfold exactly. for you, and how, how hard was it knowing you were producing, saying, gosh, I need a shot, I need a shot, and then the reward comes your opportunity comes and and the rest is history i mean yeah i mean coach always coach always talks about you gotta uh stay ready for your opportunity because you never know if an opportunity is uh, gonna be uh given again and um i just took advantage of the opportunity i was given uh because of uh certain circumstances uh in the nebraska 2019 game with my first start and then um after that i uh uh Showed him that I wanted to be out there and uh, could be out there, and the confidence grew. And then um, just working with the guys and making myself even better by uh, allowing them to uh, um, just coach me up along the way was uh, honestly a great tool to have.
I'm trying to think. So you guys would would you play two series and then take a series off? Yeah, you were always the center. And yes. then Connor would play center when you went out and so, then guard when you came in? Correct. Yeah, and then so, Blaze and Curtis would kind of Blaze So it, it would be like a rotation with me, Blaze, and Curtis, I yeah. want to say. And then sometimes Daniel at the end, I remember. Right. But, and Connor was on the whole time, right? Connor and yeah. Sam were on the whole time. It's crazy. But it yeah. worked. It, it did. It did do, do you think it did help too that 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 you know when you guys each of you guys got a series off here that you had fresher legs late in the game maybe? <laughs> I mean, yeah, because we we were uh, uh, very connected group. So like, if like something happened this last series, like, and I wasn't out there, like Connor would tell me, "Hey, look out for this." Like, they're gonna bring this look if this happens, and um, just so and so, and just giving each other tips down the way and. Um, it it was a benefit to have like fresher legs down the uh, or in the middle of the game because sure. you're getting beat up. Yeah, it's a physical um, game. <laughs> it is. It's very physical game in the Big Ten. So, uh, what did those? What did that that group of guys mean to you? You know, they uh, some of those guys came in with you. Some of those guys came in a year before you. Um, and and man, what success they had! And and, and yeah. some of them are getting their shot in the, in the NFL. Uh, some of them are going to be doctors. Uh, you know, uh, what, yeah. what do you what do you uh, what, what's that group mean to you? I mean. Uh, I've known those guys uh, for like five years and been playing with uh, playing along their side for like three. So just wishing them the best of luck. And I uh, was just glad we got to be able to go on top uh, to end their career and um, excited for what they uh, uh, have to come in their future. And just, yeah, wish them the best of luck, honestly. Are you? Uh, They're you definitely know, a special group of guys. Staying in touch with some of those guys, too, now as they <laughs> uh, embark on their new journey. And 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 how are they handling uh, the new life after go for football? Yeah, no, I do stay in touch with uh, with all of them, actually. Um, Connor's a little hard to get a, a hold of because, you know, he's doesn't like texting back sometimes. Yeah. So. He's studying for tests now. Exactly. Th- yeah, all yeah, that stuff. All that. So that's yeah. why I don't bug him too much. Right. But, um, uh, Sam, Blaze, and uh, uh, Daniel, we all stay in touch pretty good. Yeah. And uh, just, uh, uh, just they're always there to, uh, for a resource for mine and help me along the way uh, with this journey because they, they just had to go through it. So, how, um, much, how much resource can what they're going through now help you potentially for next year too? Yeah, I mean, they, they're giving me tips down the way of, like, what to look out for and what to, like, not look out for and <laughs> stuff like that. So um, what basically just helpful pointers uh, with the process of, of how it's going to happen. And, um, yeah. You guys, you're, you're now – you decided to come back. First, let's talk about that because you certainly had an option to potentially go try the NFL yourself. What, 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 what was a driving force to, to bring you back to campus and, and, uh, and give it one more shot in the maroon and gold? I think it was uh, the guys that were going to come back originally. So uh, Mo made Mo made his decision first that he was going to come back, and then Tanner and then Chris all said they were going to come back, and I was one of the last ones that said like, you know what, like we came in together, like we're going to leave together, and we're going to leave together uh, with this program uh, with a championship. So that's yeah. what we want to do this this uh, season, and. Um, uh, that's the vision we have, and we have very high standards for ourselves. Refresh my memory. Were you, were you committed to Western Michigan as well? Yeah. Yeah, I knew Tanner was and yep. and, uh, and Chris was. And and Mo, I think it sounds like maybe was on the verge of committing, right, yes. to Western Michigan pretty close, and then the then everything happens, and here you guys are, um, it, which, which is an amazing story. What's the nickname <laughs> you guys now are, the quad? What is it? The, um, I forget. 
PJ PJ said it. The encore, uh, encore four. Encore That's four. what it was. Encore yeah. four. You guys uh, all uh, coming back. <laughs> so school wise, um, yeah. so so I got to get this right. So you're in your. This will be your sixth year. Yes. So school wise, what? I'm be, already graduated. Uh, you got to be graduating. I'm already graduating. Yeah. Yeah. So now you get you uh, you get to take some classes and chill and, out. Uh, and and chill out and um, that's all going to yeah, snap football. the football exactly perfect man snap the football that's great um, so uh, with that that group of four um, that that certainly is you know the leadership group you guys are all on offense. Um, what? Um, how good can this offense be? Obviously, Kirk Shiraka, who was at Western, I'm sure helped recruit all you guys there and yeah. then here, and now he's back. What, what? How good can this offense be this fall? I'm definitely very excited about uh, where this is. Uh, this program's headed, and where the offense is headed. Uh, I mean, you got a big, uh, you got a great core of guys leading this group. Uh, Tanner being the, our uh, biggest leader out there, he's a tremendous leader and. Um, just having guys supporting him like Crab, Mo, uh, Brevin, myself, and uh, just having all the support and the guys that are uh, some of your best players are also your hardest workers. So that's where you see the most success happen. And then that translates to the guys uh, uh, working beside you. And I mean, it has to have 11 working as one or else the offense won't succeed. All right. So you get the play from the sideline. You're the center. Tanner, get you guys in formation. Yep. What, uh, just without giving away the house here, so of that course, people can't scout it or whatever. Yeah. Just give us a, a, th- a thumbnail look of what you're looking at, what you're trying to communicate to your team, how you do it, uh, as yeah. much as you can give out without, you know, like I said. But uh, I don't know if a lot of people understand just what the center does and, and some of his responsibilities. Yeah, no. So I'll uh, usually call out what uh, what uh, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah. Sorry. I usually call out like what the defensive front is, uh, where the defensive line are aligned, basically, and then I'll usually call out the ID, and then I'll make my calls down the line of scrimmage of what the offensive line will have. Ooh, sorry, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> and then, so, um, so just give me as an example. So you're lined up over the ball. Will you? Will, you'll just yell it. Yep. So yep, what would it so, sound like? Just give me an example. All right. So Tanner will make a call. It'll be like. I'm not going to say the calls yeah. and stuff, but he'll just, I'll hear the call. It'll be like, I'll point to the guy, usually say his number. Uh, we'll uh, make the calls on the line of scrimmage. And if it's a different front, I'll usually call that out first. So before even anything happens, I'll say the front, and then I'll usually call out the number, and then we'll make our calls up front. That's usually how it breaks down. And then you and then if Tanner changes something. Exactly. If Tanner changes something real quick, I got to be, uh, we got to be uh, really quick with our calls. <laughs> and usually it's just like a, this guy, this guy. And then we just snap it and okay. go. And then uh, it's usually just people moving on the run and then uh, hoping everyone. Uh, that's why communication is key because everyone has to get the call and stuff. At practice, I suppose, right? The more you're working on it, the more you're getting going. Yeah. Um, these these quick calls, it just becomes second nature. You, you might not even might not even need a call sometimes, right? Because you just yeah. know, oh, well, I know what's going on here. No, that was yeah. uh, that's what uh, that group uh, last year and why we were so connected. That's why yeah. we were so special and we were uh, had a lot of success down the road because uh, we understood each other and we understood. How this offense works we knew exactly what was going to happen we knew ev- what everyone was going to do uh during that play and we just knew the offense inside and out we mastered the offense and this is what this uh 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 not not as experienced guys must do and um yeah they're 
they're definitely in the right direction for it. Yeah, and then get all on the same page. So I think you and I talked about this very briefly. Uh, so when you started to play, you know, we had uh, all you Chicago guys. It was Mariano Sori Marion, Chris Altman Bell, yeah. and John Michael Schmitz. And for a couple of weeks, I would say on the radio, <laughs> gosh, these guys in Chicago all have hyphenated names. And I'm, you know, just, I, I, I write down different things on my yeah. uh, spotter boards and different things. So it's like Mariano Sori Marion, Altman Bell. And, and I, for whatever reason, thought your last, you had a hyphenated last name, which as it turned out, no. you didn't. I thought you were John, your first name. Yeah. And then your last name was Michael. Schmitz. Oh, remember that? Yes. And so I you that. you had you killed somebody uh, right at like, the goal line, and and and, and <laughs> I think Rodney Smith or Mo or somebody scored, and I said behind the block of Michael Schmitz, and um, thinking that was your last name, and I don't remember how we got to it. I think maybe I the next week or two I did an interview with you, and I was asking you about it. And you're like, no, no, I'm John Michael. John Michael's my first name. Is Michael your middle name? Michael is my middle name. Yeah, but, but you just go John. You use your middle name with everything. Like people so, call you John Michael. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it happened to be at a younger age because I'm a junior. Yeah. My dad's. A, my dad was John when growing up, so whenever someone needed him, it was like John. And then whenever someone needed me, it was John Michael usually. <laughs> so for short, usually people, like if my teammates will say, like, JMS, like, yeah. like we yeah. need you over here. Yeah. Or like something like that. I've heard Just that, to, yeah. But uh, yeah, when I, I, in fact, I think how it happened was Blaze, you and Blaze, remember you guys, we, we did a, a dual interview, interview. Yes. And yes. he called you John Michael. Yeah, and that's, it dawned on me. I'm like, oh man, I, like for three weeks now, because we're like, we got to get, we got to get John Michael Schmitz on because he's now killing people up front, blowing people away, pancaking guys, <laughs> and uh, so I think we just, we said we'll get Blaze on with him, and Blaze called you John Michael a couple of times yeah. when the interview was done. I'm like, hey, and that and that's how it turned out. So so you're not hyphenated. It's John Michael. Your last name is Schmitz, and then I think you even said, yeah, my dad heard that highlight and was wondering why do you call you that. <laughs> Like well, because the announcer's an idiot, you know. That's why. But um, anyway, speaking of that, your your dad, your family, you, you're from you're from Homewood Flossmoor High School, yes. su Chicago suburbs. Um, yes. I know there's a recent story, uh, you know, about your upbringing and uh, kind of tell us about your background uh, growing up in the in the suburbs of Chicago. Of course, I mean, uh, nothing was ever given to me. Um, always had to work for uh, anything that I ever wanted. Uh, parents uh, worked so hard to give us a lot uh, growing up and. Uh, Definitely uh, took that into account to uh, how I work now and on the football field and in sports because of how much effort they put in uh, for us to get here. Um, and just knowing uh, the amount of uh, um, effort they they did for us. And, um, yeah. You're in, uh, the, of course, Chicago's in the heart of Big Ten country. Do they go to all your games? They go to every single game. I think they missed any. I think they missed one game. Yeah. And that was Rutgers 2019 because I think flights were really expensive and the drive was like <laughs> a 20, long drive. Yeah, it was yeah. a pretty long drive. All the way probably back to youth football, right? They go to all the yeah. games, support. Yeah, I mean, when did I, you start playing? I was playing football uh, five years old. I started uh, uh, tackle football. Wow. Did you know you were pretty good right off the bat, or did it? Uh, when, when did it sink in eventually, like, hey, I might be able to play college football here. I'm, uh, I'm you know, rising up here. Probably uh, um, probably uh, junior year, I would say, of high school. Then, it, then, then the recruiting started. Yeah, and, and then recruiting started. And what was it about PJ that, that you connected with, that Western was the choice, and then yeah. follow him to Minnesota? I mean, he's like... 
he's different than any other coach that uh, recruited me. Uh, just his energy and just his uh, his word is his is his word, and I believed in him and gave him all the trust I had. So, so you had an exciting bowl game. Um, we were all worried for a minute. Um, if people remember the bowl game, Daniel Fa'alele yeah. gets the touchdown. You're the center. He barrels into guess who? The center, right? And yeah. you and you. Um, that was a play. They uh, West Virginia called timeout too. Speaking, of, you know, they they were like, "Whoa, what's going on here?" And yeah. You guys just stuck with the play. He barrels into the back of you. You what hurt your back of your leg? Yeah, something like that. Lower and, leg injury. And then you had to. Um, then you and, and we were like, "Oh man, let's not have that be anything too serious." And I don't know yeah. how serious it was. You couldn't play the rest of that game. I know you took part in spring ball, so you yeah. went back to that. Yeah, but exactly. the biggest issue was it put you a little bit on the IR. Uh, the injured reserve, because you had some big plans after the bowl game. So you got to take <laughs> us through how that impacted all that. This is incredible. Oh, man. This is a, I, I saved yeah. the best here for the final little stretch oh, of this podcast. You did, this, you is, did. this is awesome. If you, if you, if you care to share <laughs> of course. Uh, wh- how that all works. So we're all worried, like, gosh, I hope that's not a serious injury. It's, it wasn't, luckily, that serious. Um, but it did impact one of the bigger moments of your life. Uh, what was it, a day or two later? It was the day after. Day after the bowl game. All right, tell day us the story. Day after the bowl game. Yep, yeah. so. So um, obviously it was had a boot on, um, and I just kept thinking to myself, man, we made it here. I got everything all set up. I was like, there's no chance. I was like, I'm definitely doing it. I'm, we're not canceling this. So you are you're gonna ask your girlfriend, yes, to marry you. Yes, that was planned before. Yes, and then you get injured. Correct. So now you're in a boot, and you had kind of a area you wanted to go to. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. So keep continue now. Yeah, so, so it was a, it uh, it's a uh, park in Arizona. It was like Papoga Park. Um, had a nice uh, rock in the back. It was like a nice hole in the rock. And then a uh, nice scenery in the back. And then uh, actually when we got to the place, my mom called me saying we had to switch locations because there was a proposal already happening. At the same rock. At the same spot we were <laughs> supposed to go to. So my mom... Is just a genius. Yeah. Just found an even better spot and decorated all that. And my fiance, Danielle, didn't even know that this was going to happen and uh, was just in <laughs> awe the whole time. <laughs> oh, man. That's, a, that's and, incredible. Uh, so then she's giving you directions to the new spot? Yeah. We we have, like, uh, my dad had a location on and yeah. found, found where she was at. So we just were, like, <laughs> working our way through this park. And... um it was definitely a great time, and uh, she, my fiance thought it was for another uh, uh, family because it was off to the side. There was like a fam- dude in family pictures, yeah, and she thought it was all set up for family pictures. But I actually had to grab her hand, and when I grabbed her hand, and started walking her too. That's when she started realizing she was like, "Oh, this is for us." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, this is for us." <laughs> oh man! So obviously, she said yes. It was good news. Yes. You had a boot on. Was it hard to walk up through this park to get to where you were with your injury, or? Uh, did you tough Not it bad, out? no. Toughed no. it out? I yeah. got a pretty good pain tolerance, so, yeah. yeah. Man, so she, so now, um, uh, so she was she emotional. It was a good deal. She said yes, yes. right? And now um, now your teammate, Tanner Morgan, who's here in Indianapolis with you, he just got married, like, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Two and a half. Two and like a half weeks, weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so uh, how, what, what, what's your, uh, do you have a timeline? Do you have a date set yet with uh, Danielle, you said, was, yes, your, Danielle. was your fiance? Yes, so, Danielle. Um, you got a date set? Are you still working on it? Uh, we're, no, we're in no rush. I think we're going to wait till like, March 2024. 
Gotcha. In that time area like that and just started, uh, we're just going to take it slow. It's amazing. What a story. Were you worried that you might not be able to pull it off because of the injury? No, I honestly thought, uh, I knew we were going to do it. Yeah. I, I knew. I Just no matter what happens, I was doing it because everyone, like my family came just it was for this planned, too. all right? Yeah. Also the game, but also for this too, but also this special moment, so. Uh, yeah. Amazing. That's awesome. That's a great story. What was the name of the park again? Popoga. Popoga Park down Popoga in the Phoenix park, area. Down in Phoenix area. Man. Um, well, that's awesome. All right. So um, I said that was the last line, but I do want to ask Remington and Outland, uh, Outland Trophy, you're on the watch list. What's that What's that mean to you to, to, to get recognized now? And then what's that mean to um, motivate you to, to, you know, continue to work and have a good year? I mean, all I got to say is this, all, this our team's success is going to lead to all that individual success down the road, and I'm excited to where this team's going to go. Um, I'm excited about uh, the su- success this team is going to have uh, in, t- in the 2022 season, and uh, let's row. Let's do it. Hey, it's been fun. I'm glad you got to be one of the guys to come here to Indy. These are always good. It's my 17th Big Ten football media day. I like it here at the field. You probably would have preferred it in Chicago, being that's your hometown. That's where it had been all, you know, 50-plus years. But yeah. this, this this is kind of fun to be here, too, and it's good to see uh, you hanging out with your teammates, and uh, it, it all starts next year. Do you get the butterflies? Do you still get the butterflies for fall camp for oh, next year? Oh, you got year? to. Yeah. You got to. Yeah. No matter how, how long it's been, you still get butterflies yeah. for it. You can't wait. Well, next week it is. Start a fall camp. September the 1st, then, is the opener. New Mexico State, we'll look forward to seeing it. Thanks, John. Thank you. John Michael Schmitz, and it's not hyphenated. It's John Michael Schmitz uh, from Homewood Flossmore. Our guest here, episode number 29 on the Go Gopher podcast. My thanks to Golden Gopher Center, John Michael Schmitz, for sharing his time with us on this week's Go Gopher podcast, episode 29 from Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis and the Big Ten Football Media Day. I know you enjoyed hearing from John Michael. The Go Gopher podcast is presented by Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're buying or selling a business, visit sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com today. We're also sponsored by State Farm agent Tony Hoagland. Brandon Morton is our producer and technical expert. Again, I'd invite you to listen to past podcasts, and please be sure to click the subscribe button right now for the Go Gopher podcast. It's absolutely free to listen at any time. We'll talk again next week.